That's a great way to kick off the 50 of 50 episodes. Oh. 50 of them uh. are alive. Um, I'm not actually sure if that counting is correct, though. Because there was, yeah, the there was, there was there a mishmash at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are interesting episodes where we were highly produced. Yes. Yeah. And now we're just kind of roughing it in the spur. <laughs> the, the National Heritage No, site. look, the ambient sound is part of our style, Lindsay. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's kick this off. Right. As you know, this is the overclocked underscore ZA podcast and it comes to you every week and we try and give you very accessible consumer technology insights mm. and yeah we try and keep it under 30 minutes we're supposed to be at like 21 and we try and do three segments of what used we to be five we can't contain our enthusiasm but the news is just coming out thick and fast and just like that I'm joined as always by Gavin Dudley Editor of Tech Magazine. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. My magazine's still the biggest tech magazine in the country. Yeah, just, yes, just in case you were wondering. And you're yes. not just giving away copies. Sorry. <laughs> ABCs right. came out. We're actually uh, the selling Audit them. Bureau of Circulations. Yes. The, the numbers that Devin lives and dies by. Yeah, I'm afraid so. It's the only affirmation <laughs> I get, really. Nobody else affirms me. Yeah. Those came out, and uh, some of your, your competitors are. Mm, Wow, fluffing their numbers quite a bit. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Okay, but we mustn't get into that. It sounds too bitchy. Okay, let's not go there. Mm. Cool, Gavin, what's happening in the tech world? Um, well, the, the first vignette of news I grabbed onto was something about Vodacom. It's kind of a long-burning tale, but Vodacom, in a bid to kind of free up some of its spectrum that it can use for high-tech services, is trying to turn off its 2G service. So... 2G is, I guess, what we always associated with the early days of cellular telephony. The problem is that there are lots and lots of low-tech services that still make use of 2G. Um, I think some of the car trackers still do it, some medical services still, still do it. I think a lot of things like remote metering and that kind of thing mm. still uses the 2G data service because it's very low-end data. Um, and I think what's likely to happen is that Vodacom is going to turn off its 2G voice service. It turns out that the Vodacom subscriber base is split equal thirds between people using 2G, people using 3G, and people using 4G. So it's one third, one third, one third, which is kind of interesting. But it does mean that there's several million people still using 2G service. Vodacom is looking to turn off the voice component of that service probably first before the data. Yeah. But it could be a, a long, slow-burning thing. It could go on for years. The bottom line is they're having to migrate out of these old technologies. Yeah, and they're trying to free up the spectrum so they yep. can introduce more more room for 4G to breathe and, and for 5G to come or in. Or it could be for IoT. It could be for any number of things. Yeah. IoT is Internet of Things, by yeah, the way. IoT, on the IoT front, 2G, I have it on good authority at ESCOM. Most of the ins installations in the substations and those sorts of things, those remote control um, equipment, yeah. They run on 2G, yeah. and there was a funny little anecdote that a friend of mine shared <laughs> with me. Um, when Telcom moved from roaming on MTN's network to Vodacom's network, they, some of the equipment stopped working because the embedded SIM cards were MTN SIM cards. <laughs> in other words, in, 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 in order to remotely access the telephone exchange services all over the country, they come in over the uh, mobile telephone network, and they were using... MTN to do that, but then Telcom left MTN to go to Vodacom, and suddenly all these things stopped working. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that, okay. that was that was quite funny. Um, 
Yeah, ER-24. Okay, yeah, it's, it's another little story I came across. Everyone knows ER-24. They're the emergency medical services, private-style ambulances that drive around. One of the biggest problems they face is getting into informal settlements where there are no street names, no house numbers, there's no grid pattern for roads and so on. Um, and uh, they are now making use of a service called What Three Words. What Three Words... Um, is a way of mapping the entire globe down into three by three meter squares and there are three words that correspond to each three by three meter square so there could be a square where my car is parked right now and that square is called candle phone sugar let's say it's just three <laughs> random words and but using three words you can identify any three by three meter space anywhere on the planet i saw you look around our immediate environment yeah. for those three words and i'm wondering where you saw the candle <laughs> i don't know for some reason candle always springs to mind when i have to think up a random word i like there's a long story to that i'd spend some other time um and um, in this way, by transmitting those three words to the medical services, they can find any location down to three meters in an informal settlement, for example, or somewhere where there's no formal house numbering and that kind of thing. So this might be a way of getting the emergency services to you sooner. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah, cool. Uh, Gavin, you were somewhere special yesterday, the Disney showcase. I couldn't make it this year, right? Um, but you were out there. Disney obviously bringing their streaming service to the world later this year. Yeah. Apparently in November. Apparently it's going to be $10 a month. Yes, all that. They didn't speak too much about that, unfortunately. What was more interesting is that Disney is now amalgamated with Fox, while certain parts of Fox. And it turns out the Fox content bouquet is massive and they have amazing properties inside the Fox network including for example Walking Dead or for that matter ESPN Sports all these other things that are all now being aggregated together with Disney. Disney these days has got very little to do with Mickey Mouse by the way now it's all the Avengers and uh, Star Wars and that kind of thing. Sidebar they just lost Spider-Man actually. Okay. Story broke after. yesterday <laughs> Sony were like hey Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be our highest grossing movie ever and we don't want to share that much money with Disney anymore and Disney were like hey give us 50% and they were like no how about 5 and Disney were like no and they were like okay fine you can't have Spider-Man anymore uh -huh. so in my personal opinion finally going to have a Spider-Man and Venom movie which is going to be great yeah. uh, maybe Spider-Verse is going to expand into live action I don't know all of these things but Disney doesn't have Spider-Man I, I don't know man I'm not really backing the, the Sony play on that the way I see it I'm, I'm not I'm not like a died in the wool Disney fan but I was really impressed by the bouquet of stuff they had on offer so one of the things they're bringing out is a War of the Worlds TV series that's based on a book written by H.G. Wells in the late 1800s it's like a really long time ago to be imagining science fiction stuff you know um, and um, this was a story of how aliens come to Earth and take over and enslave mankind and all this kind of thing. But it's being set in contemporary time and it stars Gabriel Byrne. I am not convinced they're going to manage to produce an entire series out of this, but I could still be proven wrong. The, the trailer wasn't the most stimulating thing ever. It seemed a bit, a bit forced, but okay, we'll see how it goes. Um, there's a new Terminator movie coming out, and yes, it has Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. It, he looks pretty cool, actually, I must and, say. And the, the female lead. It has, has the original Sarah I Connor the, from the original now. movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, the original Sarah Connor is in it. She looks great. The new Terminator is kind of a teenager, androgynous looking male, female. I couldn't, to be honest, figure it quite out who, you know, where it was male or female. Not that it matters. Um, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and there is, of course, the last of the current series of Star Wars movies coming out called The Rise of Star Walker. 
Skywalker. Skywalker, Skywalker series. <laughs> and it really monitors the impact that Skywalker had on the entire series of films, all the, the people and situations he influenced. Oh, is, is that what they actually shared with you? Because I've been worried well, about... no, no. That was actually shared with me by an insider in my office, but um, it looked interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a big big Star Wars fan. Big big Star okay. Wars fan. Um, I love the, the the new trilogy. I also like the the prequels. Yeah. Okay. I'm one of the very few who thinks that <laughs> they're, they're worthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know they're all good. I mean, they're all extraordinary. The last few have also been pretty good, I have to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was one. I was worried, like, because Rey isn't actually a Skywalker. Yeah. Well. Yeah, she is. She would be the daughter no, of she, Luke's sister. No, no, she's not. Isn't she? No. It was discovered in the last installment, which was the last Maybe Jedi. I see it. No, yes. man. Yes. Kylo Ren told her that her parents were nothing because he like saw into the future. But isn't she the daughter of Han Solo and... No, she's not. <sighs> Kylo Ren is. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the canon escapes me. Okay, but I think we should move on since that has very little to do with tech. Anyway. Cool. Straight um, into our how-to. Okay, gosh, we are cutting it short. Okay. Yes. I was going to talk about the Apple TV uh, offering because they're now also trying to offer a streaming offering just like yeah. Disney's offering a streaming offering yeah, coming they, soon to South Africa. They put out their first trailer for The Morning Show which stars Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, they're throwing huge amounts of money at that. But what's important is that they're launching in November in 150 countries. Yes. If you're launching in 150 countries, I'm pretty certain South Africa is going to be in that yes. list of countries because, you know, we'd probably rank amongst the top 100 to get this kind of thing. So, if you're an Apple, died in the wool Apple fan person, you might look forward to the Apple streaming service coming in November. They have to bring something very special because I don't think I'm going to be adding okay. what would probably be mm. 80 rand to 120 rand. Yeah, so it's per just month. $10. So what's $10? But they'll, mm. they'll discount. They always discount. Yeah, it for, for Africa. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm actually re looking at my, my bouquet mm -hmm. of streaming services because. Coming mm. in some hard financial times. Yes, aren't we all? Yeah, we so all. austerity measures need to be taken. Right. Taken. And yeah, I'm, I'm just oversubscribed right okay. now. I'm thinking of adding, adding Showmax. I've yes. heard about two Show, or three Showmax shows that I'm now genuinely interested in that I can't, I can't wait for any longer. Showmax is good and, and Showmax And bring rugby. the rugby, man, I'm there. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, mm. Netflix is on the fence for me because like that whole three season... Because we were watching a thing yeah. called Working Moms. Yeah. We got into the second season, second season ended, and now my wife and I are waiting, and we're like, is this show going to be uh -huh. new? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really distressing when they randomly cut stuff But off. then, just as they, as you end one thing on Netflix, they deliver the Invader Zim movie, <laughs> which is a show That's that cool. I love I could totally as, watch as a that. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came to my attention that it's on, it's on Netflix now. Right. and Okay. I'm fully into Invaded Zim, so maybe Netflix well, lives to... Thing, man. It's like crack, man. It's crack. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on from Netflix. Um, okay, so they do, if you, you're going to keep an eye out for the Apple uh, TV... It's called Apple TV Plus, the Apple streaming service launching in November for around, well, $10, they say, but it'll be discounted almost certainly for South Africa. Yeah, we're about three weeks out from the new iPhone announcement, and all of this will probably be in there uh, Oh, yeah, well. unveiled then, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, Gavin. How to... <clears throat> My aging Lenovo Flex 14 oh. is very slow. It's and a, I, this looks still a great machine. Yeah. I've, I've had the RAM upgrade in my take-a-lot basket for <laughs> like months now. But something else always takes precedence. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I don't use Michael it that life. much because yeah. I use the iPad more. But okay. I was just thinking, you know, I've been doing a lot of work on it lately. Um, mm. 
how do you speed up your devices? Yes. Um, I've discovered that probably by far the biggest drag on my system in general is browser windows. And what actually exacerbates the problem is not just having gazillions of browser windows open. It's when you leave them open, you put the machine to sleep, you come back, you hibernate it, you come yeah. back. All the time what's happening is those browser windows are soaking up RAM and they kind of leak RAM. So they run less and less efficiently every time you, you, keep the, you, you restart the, the PC that, you know, from a hibernate state, something like that. Until eventually the browser is basically taken over your entire system resources. So you really need to close your browser and throw away those windows on a regular basis because they leak RAM and soak up all your memory. That's, I've, I've noticed, been the biggest impact on my system. Um, the next biggest thing are all the little bits and pieces of software that came with the PC that you couldn't get rid of that insist on trying to run every time you start up yes. the PC. And um, one of the ways you can check for these things is if you go to your taskbar, right where you see the time in your little clock on the bottom right corner, if you pop open your little taskbar window there, you can actually see all the little things that are running. You could right click on them and exit them, or you could open them and change their settings so that they don't start on startup yeah. with the or PC. Or try and delete them. Yeah, or try and get rid of them entirely <laughs> if you're not interested, yeah. So what, what I found is, especially with the browser sort of thing, if you have, like I used to have YouTube notifications on my Chrome browser. And that means that the system has to ping YouTube all the time mm. and see if there's any notifications if someone's uploaded a new yeah. video and get pushed to the system. Mm. And that all eats up a little bit of RAM mm. and a lot of like data transmission sort of. Okay. So it just like falls up. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Aggregates <laughs> the, the highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then with the startup apps as well, mm. um, just disable. Because like Windows 10 is really good right now. Uh, in terms of its malware and all that oh, sort yeah, of detection. Yeah, yeah. So all that Mac McAfee and... Yeah, all those virus scanners, that, that, they just set out to make you paranoid, whereas the tools that ship in yeah. Windows are actually perfectly adequate as long as you've got them turned on. You almost certainly don't need a third party unless you're working in a highly secure environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah so your home computer, delete all that stuff, because that stuff is always going to be trying running in the mm. background and it's just bloatware. Yeah, McAfee is particularly horrible at that, yeah. yeah. Then, moving on, just RAM upgrades, always good. Mm. The more RAM you have, mm. the more mm. random access memory there is to go around, so you yeah. can like, have different applications running in the background at all the time. Uh, also, browser windows are mm. a big RAM hog. Yep. Especially Chrome now. Chrome's become yeah, very heavy. Chrome's I've, heavy, man. I've started Jeez. to migrate back to Firefox because oh, it's yeah. just a touch lighter. Okay. I've been using Opera, actually, which I've found is also great. But they all, they all hog, yeah. hog RAM, yeah. yeah. Opera just wants you to, like, use its media. Yes, and <laughs> oh, which is actually a terrible system. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, uh, then upgrading mm. to SSD is always going to give you a yes. lot more. Mm. This is probably the single best thing you can do to your aging laptop is get an SSD drive. SSD drives are made entirely of memory chips, so they don't have metal plates that have to spin around inside the hard drive. It's all called solid state because there are no moving parts. Yeah, just very fast, very reliable, around really quickly. and much lighter for your system, and, and really speed up your system enormously. Mm. Yeah. Then uh, moving to the mobile phone, mm. I found that actually s manually signing into some, so signing out whenever you leave the app mm. to some social media platform, specifically Facebook, mm. is a good way to just keep your things ticking over nicely. Okay. Uh, a lot of phones. So you're, so you're saying you can't just close the app. You're actually saying you must sign out of the app. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Okay. It's like I, I try and interact with Facebook only when I need it. It's yes. A lot of like. It's like my burner account for. 
<laughs> uh, a lot of like low end signing signing uh, things. Uh-huh. But I know they're just like harvesting my my but personal data. So I don't care because uh-huh. okay. like those services, I'm, I'm not too old not dummy. Too worried about. Okay, yeah. all right. So signing out of, of those sorts yeah. of things. Then a lot of phones are now shipping with like these optimized features where you can go into like your battery settings sometimes and you yes. can optimize your phone to run now, do, do examine your phone's power saving features because it really tries as far as it can to help you, you know, check up on apps that are running away with your resources, yeah. apps that are sucking down too much battery power. They have great built-in tools in most phones now that will actually help you manage the stuff if you give it a chance to have a look. Yeah. Then the other thing that I like doing, it's a bit cosmetic, but it does help me a lot. I always do it whenever I get a new phone to review. Mm or when I get a new phone, is in Android, you can go into the developer option. So if you go into about phone and you click on the bold number about six or seven times, it will open up developer options. Mm -hmm. Then you go into developer options and you scroll down until you see something called animation scale. Mm. So there's three different things there that you want to set from the one second or millisecond that they have now to a 0.5 or zero. And so it just removes all those window animations. Like if you click on something, the time it takes for the app to draw okay, the yes, window the and how it blooms yeah. open. And right, right. It just cuts that time all down and it makes, your, yes. makes your phone feel quicker. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, here's the low-tech tip of the day. The low-tech tip of the day for both phones and laptops. Don't underestimate the value of restarting the machine. Okay, the point of restarting the machine, it might sound like a low-tech idea, but all it does is it, it restores all your bits and pieces back to its optimal state. So, you know, bits of badly written software that would soak up resources because they don't exit properly or they lose bits and pieces of their mind. All those things get purged when you restart the device. I've noticed in particular with phones, your networking really improves when you restart the machine. I mean, there there are technical explanations I could give you for why this is good, but you can just take my word for it. At least once a week on a phone, you should restart the phone from scratch. On a laptop, two or three times a week, you should try and restart the PC from scratch. Okay. Those are very good tips, Kevin. I'm I'm, I'm impressed. Your low-tech solution is actually quite good. Cheap shot, yeah. Have you you restarted the machine? (laughs) My machine is smoking and there's a burning smell coming out. Have you tried restarting the machine? But I've noticed on the on the LG G8s ThinQ, mm. or at least even with the G7 ThinQ when it did the Android Pie update, mm-hmm. it just has this little thing every two days or so. It will just ask you, do you want to restart your phone? <laughs> Keep it operating at optimal yeah, like speeds yeah, and stuff. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it amazes me that people some people can go months without restarting the phone just because they don't think about it. I I think we're too too hard wearing on our phones, so that wouldn't work for us. Yeah. Um, what stuff are you going to buy this week, Lindsay? With all the money we don't have, what oh are we going to buy? Oh my goodness! I'll take a lot of tech treasure for this week. We are digging for <laughs> power banks, Kevin. Right. So I I these are the things that I know now. Uh-huh. When I was in India, my Samsung Galaxy S10 had this moisture detected in charging oh, port yeah, failure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I could only charge it wirelessly. And having a wireless charging, ah, a, yes, a wireless yes, capable yes. charging power bank. Right. Wow. I just fuck okay. it. So, I mean, for those who can't even imagine what he's talking about, it's like a regular power bank. Here's your flat 
thing. It's like, you know, a bit bigger than your mobile phone. Yeah. But you can lay your phone down on it and it charges the phone wirelessly because of the Qi wireless charging system built yes. into the phone and now built into the power bank. Yes. This is kind of cool because you could even like leave them lying together in your backpack yeah. or anything like that. Yes. Very cool. Very uh, cool. The wireless only problem is from your wireless chargers are very inefficient. Yes. So yes, you're probably yes. only utilizing about half of your power bank's capability. Yeah. Um, in other words, you know, if it says it's got 10,000 milliamp hours, you're probably only going to get five of those into the phone. Yeah. Yes, mm. because a lot of it goes off as heat. Yeah. And then, because India's so hot and so humid, <laughs> yeah. um, I couldn't take pictures with my Galaxy Yeah, S10. batteries really don't like and heat. it actually did, wanted to switch off a couple times Ugh. because I was charging it wirelessly okay. with so ambient temperatures of like 38 so degrees. So which, which wireless charging... Uh, power bank have you got so i have one of those off-brand oh yes 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 now here's a word on the off-brand thing okay in real terms power banks are actually extremely low tech it's just a battery that's all it is it's very similar to the battery that's actually stuck into your phone um the problem is that there are little microcontrollers that manage the uh amperage and manage yeah. other things about it and I think in no-name brands, I find if they skimp on those things, they use weaker-bodied plugs, they use poor microelectronic uh, controllers and so on. So I do think that even though a battery itself is low-tech, I think the little bits that the power banks add to what is basically a battery can actually be uh, undermined by poor technology. And I would always prefer to buy a brand-name power bank. Yeah. Mm. So my first port of call yes. is the Snug yes. SNUG. Qi wireless charging power bank, mm. 10,000 milliamp hours. Mm. That's going for 770 rand right now on Take A Lot. And mm. it gives you two 2.1 amp USB A's. Mm. It charges at 2 amps, mm. which means it charges pretty quickly. Mm. And then it has a wireless charging pad built okay. into it. So again, just to break down the technology there, um, the amperage output from your thing is what really matters for how quickly your phone's going to charge. Yeah. So old cell phones in the past, everything worked on 1 amp and that was fine. Or 0.5. The, yeah, yeah, the USB <laughs> the USB on an old PC is actually only putting out 0.5 of an amp. Most power banks will put out one amp, but today's phones and today's devices and tablets and these kind of things work much better with a two amp output. Yes. So make sure your power bank is putting out at least two amps. Normally it's called 2.1 amps yeah. for some reason. Okay, some power banks will have two USBs out. One is doing one amp and one is doing two amp. But as long as you have a two amp one available, this is what you should be using to charge. Yeah, so a lot of like voltage is also a big thing nowadays. Mm. So you get like the fast wireless chargers mm. which operate at 9 volts or 12 volts sometimes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but 5 volts is kind of where you're gonna be most of the time and 2.1 amp that's a good balance between super fast charging mm -hmm. and like efficiency because you also don't want to charge your phone too quickly because it starts damaging the battery yes it's like it's kind of turbo charging the thing. yeah, yeah. Um, so your uh, product that you recommended is 10,000 milliamp hours yeah. so a, a typical average smartphone will have a 3,000 milliamp hour battery. A good high-end phone will have a 3,500 milliamp hour or 4,000 if you've got one of these big screen phones. 4,000 milliamp hour battery. Um, if your power bank is a 10,000 hour one, then you can expect to recharge the phone fully twice. Although in practice, we find you lose quite a lot of juice just through the cable and through the connection. So it's not an exact science. Yeah. Expect to lose at least 20% of your power just to cabling and plugs and so on. Um, I find I either want to carry a big ass power bank around that's like 
20,000 milliamp hours, like a big ass job, or I want to carry a really tiny one, which is just any for emergencies. If I'm going to carry it everywhere with me, I want a tiny one. It's just for emergencies so that if I need to make a crisis phone call, my phone's not going to die on me. So you could consider the Romos Solo One, which is a mere 2000 milliamp hours. That means it won't even charge the phone halfway. But that's fine. All you're doing, it's for a crisis. Your power bank is nice and small. It's nice and light. Um, it only does the uh, one amp out. As I explained, two amp out is much better. This only does one amp out. But I'm using this strictly for emergencies. And so I want something small and light that fits in the pocket, easy to carry around. And this 2000 milliamp hour power bank from Romos, called the Romos Solo One, is 168 Rand. So not exactly a, a fortune. However, I'd like to introduce a whimsical product. This is called the Remax Proda 4000 milliamp hour tape design power bank. And the only reason I think it's cool is because it looks exactly like a cassette tape. In other words, they've designed it to look like a cassette tape, except that it's a power bank. So it's just like a retro feels good and weird kind of thing for 129 rand. The Remax Proda 4000 milliamp hour tape design power bank. So my final product is the Orki 10,050 milliamp hour. How do you spell Orki? A-U-K-E-Y. So mm. Orki mm -hmm. is one of the big names in power banks. Okay, sure. Um, in sure. The so it's a real brand. Yeah. yeah. So this is the two-way power delivery. So power delivery is important because USB Type-C charging standards, power delivery is going to be able to charge up your Nintendo Switch. Yeah, that's which needs, it needs it needs a lot of juice to, to, to power up a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And then it also comes with Qualcomm's Quick Charge 3.0, which is also it's four times faster than conventional charging, it says. And then it has AI-powered AI charging technology, so it adaptively charges any USB-powered device. So it will monitor your phone's... It will monitor the temperature of the power bank, it will monitor the temperature of the phone, it will monitor the charge of your phone as well, and then there are safeguards built in that will stop excessive current going through, mm. overheating so and overcharging. Yeah. Yes, so yes. it will charge quickly and then at about like 80%, 95%, it tapers off that mm. slower charge rate, and then when it as reach full charge, it will stop and shut off. Yeah, these are the kind of features you get from a well, uh, a big brand name product like the Orkey. Yeah. Okay. And so this is listed for six hundred rand right now. And so, what was before. your milliamp hourage then? Uh, Ten thousand and fifty. Ten thousand and fifty, and that price again? It was six hundred rand. Okay. So swinging wildly to the other end of the scale, here's a nice risky product you can get to burn your house down. No, not really. It's it's a bit uh, it's a lesser brand name product. The brand here is S I N Y E Sinye Tech, and it's a brand we don't know at all really. But I was astounded by the price. So this is a twenty six thousand eight hundred milliamp hour power bank. You I, can let me guess. It has a flashlight. Of course it has a flashlight. Okay, but you're going you're to charge your phone like seven or eight times off this thing. It's 221 Rand, which is exactly what should be alerting you to the fact that this could burn your house down. Okay, for 221 Rand, a 26,000 hour, uh, a milliamp hour power bank. And of course it has the two two amp out and so on it also has a little torch built in which was a little it was a great novelty in its day these days every phone has got a torch so it's not as big a deal but still but for that's 221 usually, rand that, that's that's the hallmark of <laughs> off brand 
Torch <laughs> included. Is the, the little flashlight on the top. <laughs> you, you know how to switch it on, but you can never switch, switch it, it off. off. <laughs> okay. So, so just sidebar there. Yeah. Um, the things that will burn your house down. Yeah. Um, we once received a wall charger from... Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember which brand it was. Okay. And I was up in Carnarvon. I was uh-huh. doing a story on SKA. Uh-huh. And staying in a little guest house there, a little Airbnb, and I had this wall charger because it's like just a two-point plug, and uh-huh. it had two power uh, USBs, USBs in it. Out, yeah. I was charging my phone with it, uh-huh. and this thing was clearly an off-brand situation, and actually caught fire. Jeez, the plug itself. With my children. Oh, jeez. Because like the power out in Carnarvon is quite dirty. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the signal, the, the sine wave is not. Jeez, <laughs> man. Yeah, so yeah okay, just, so, just, just watch out. So we're not again. kidding about this stuff. Okay. Um, I think we're nearly done. One last thing I thought I'd throw in there. So many power banks come in a tube form. I dislike the tube form. It rolls off tables. Yes. It rolls under airplane seats. Tube is a bad idea. You can stand it up and it'll always fall over and roll somewhere. So avoid getting things with a tubular shape. They're just that much harder to manage. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, that's that's me for this week. I am Sharpshooters on social media. I am that opinion guy on the internet and on YouTube. I've got review videos coming out. I did a nice little interesting video about all the things that Samsung stole with the Galaxy Note 10. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, check out for all those things, and yeah, that's me, Kevin. What's up? And I don't have a whole lot to add. By the time you hear this podcast, no, that's not true. By the time you hear this podcast, we will not yet have launched our website, but we will be launching our website properly next week. And you will find there a huge collection of how-to stories, how to do things, and hot tips for managing your tech, and reviews of all the top products. Okay, I'll tell you a bit more about that next week. I'm over and out from Gavin. Cheers.